you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Monday, November 7th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one belongs to the 14-year NFL vet, the eighth overall pick. A man who once had four interceptions in a single half. The Blacksburg Ledge, the pride of Chesapeake <laughs> VA. He's 12 days from turning 39. Yeah, you can't run from the truth around here. He's D'Angelo Hall. Welcome back, D. Hall. What's going on? You airing it all out, ain't he? Voice number two belongs to a woman who will celebrate her birthday one day after yours, D. Hall. What? She is the host of NFL Total Access. She's the pride serious? of Sunset oh, High School no in now, Miami, MJ. Florida. She's MJ Acosta Ruiz. What up, MJ? Oh, happy to be here with I my Scorpio twins. Do you I guys have some sort of Scorpio handshake or TikTok? We need to now make one. Now we gotta make one. Now we gotta make one. <laughs> I was already a it huge fan of MJ, and I love her so much. And now I'm like, this is why we, we're, got, see, we're like you know, birthday see, twinsies. This is why we buy. Yeah, On today's show, Monday answers to Sunday questions like, how far into the pit? of self-pity and despair do you have to dig to find the 2022 Green Bay Packers? How far into the pit of self-destruction and despair do you have to dig to find the Las Vegas Raiders? And how loudly did D'Angelo Hall object when earlier today a colleague casually referenced an impending playoff run for the New York Jets? <laughs> <laughs> Looking downfield, heaves a bomb for Davis, Sauce Gardner's there, it's knocked away! on Gabe Davis, knocks it away, and the Jets are going to take a knee and win it. Let's start there. Final score, Jets 20, Bills 17. Robert Salah says that's the Zach Wilson that the Jets need. Low on attempts, long on efficiency, and D-Hall, you ain't buying it. Yeah, I'm scratching my head because... I mean, if that's the Zach Wilson you need, then did you really need Zach Wilson? Ooh. Because at Ooh. the end of the day, I, you know, I, I was I was literally walking over here trying to think about, you know, just the Jets overall. And I mean, I do think they're a hell of a football team, but I, I do think at some point you just you just got to have more at your quarterback. Yeah. Right. You would love their games 
ended like that where I don't need you to throw the ball but 12 times. I'm, I'm, I'm banking on my defense. I'm, I'm banking on my run game. But I just don't think that's realistically in today's NFL. MJ, I'm coming to you for the Bills side of this in a moment. But D. Hall, I want to stay with you for the follow-up. Sauce Gardner gets a lot of attention. He mm-hmm. deserves Absolutely. a lot of attention. But DJ Reed deserves more than he's getting. I want you to tell us why. Plus, answer me this. Is CJ Mosley the scariest man in the NFL? Because I <laughs> wince, literally wince, watching him play. Allen, nowhere to go. The Jets surround him. CJ Mosley. And look, when the Ravens let him go a couple years ago, I was kind of scratching my head because I did think they have found the guy to replace kind of that Ray Lewis edge in Baltimore. They let him go. He's found a home in New York with the Jets. And I mean, you're absolutely right. I don't know if it's the the hair color or what, but CJ Mosley is a beast. And on your point about DJ Reed, I just think anytime you play opposite a really, really good corner. And I mean, we've seen Sauce Gardner, his short career show that he has the ability to be really, really dominant. And so when you're playing opposite a guy like that, you're going to get a lot of balls. You're going to get a lot of footballs thrown your way. And I tell you what, he stood up and standed to the occasion. And, I mean, just that defense in whole, you know, as a whole. Um, you know, we had so many questions about him last year, right? Rob Sala, this is what you do. You do defense. Why, are the, why is the defense so bad? That defense coming to play this year. They sure. were on the learning curve. They were on yeah, the ascent. Yeah, that's what they say. And yeah. here's what we get. Brian Baldinger says that the Jets secondary is the best secondary in the NFL. I don't know wow. if you agree. I wouldn't probably go that far. But, I mean, they're, they're good. They're, they're really good. They're really good. And I'm still waiting for, like, the ultimate test. Like, we talk about this Bills team, and I thought that was going to be a test, right? Yeah. But the Bills just didn't play very well. Right? Josh Allen didn't play very well. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, MJ, losing quarterback Josh Allen, not something you hear a lot these days, was furious and very critical of himself. Saying, you can't win when, quote, your quarterback plays like blank. Mm. Rhymes with Sanskrit. Uh, Bill's question. (laughs) Will this team's current issues on offense haunt them? or prompt them to fix it and become the best versions of themselves. It's going to haunt them a little because the two losses that the Bills have taken this year have been against their divisional rivals. Yes. So in in AFC East, that's as closely contested as it is right now by those three top teams. If it continues to go that way, which I think that it will, we're going to be looking back at this game, I think, in particular once we hit January and we're talking about playoff seating and we're talking about that type of stuff. So I don't think if, if this was against any other team that wasn't in their division, it would be as big of an issue as this one. The crazy part is a moment of shameless cross promotion on the El Huddle podcast with Will Selva. We have the segment called questions with Papi with my dad, because we talk about ball all the time via text. And I was like, dad, did you, did you just pick the jets to beat the bills? And I thought, the man was losing his mind. I was like, are you all right? I know you're a month away from retirement. Like, you're getting a little lazy, Pops. And he's like, no, I don't know. They haven't been playing great last week, and they're supposed to, you know, he's a certain segment of the population, as Adam Rank would say. He's like, they're supposed to win by two touchdowns this week, and I just don't see it. I'm taking the Jets. Interesting. Damn it, now I have to admit that my dad was right. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> he was, yeah. but... Now, yeah. you can take the girl out of Miami. You can't take Miami out of the girl. You'll notice that very slyly she mentioned the top three teams mm-hmm. in the AFC mm-hmm. East. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she got intentionally neglected <laughs> the, the, the cellar dweller in the AFC East, the New England Patriots, who at five and four... Five and four! Yeah, ...have two of the most team. dominant defensive yes. performances we have seen in the NFL so far this year. Uh, very interesting note I just saw on the way down. Shout out to Jonathan Bassey, our Mm -hmm. intrepid researcher. And JB threw this my way. He said, only twice before in NFL history has a team won their division 
with a losing record within their division. The 1971 San Francisco 49ers, mm. I was around to see that. You two weren't. Uh, <laughs> well, I was, you know, I was an embryo. And the 2010 Kansas City Chiefs wow. under the tutelage of Matt Castle. Hold on. Say that one more time. So to win the division, the uh, so record. a winning record, 10 and 7 maybe, uh -huh. 11 and 6, uh -huh. and yet maybe go 2 and 4 in their division. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Division, yeah, losing right? record. And yeah. so that's only happened twice before. Bills 0 and 2 as it stands right now in that division. Great. I know happier times are to come for that team, but all eyes of the NFL are collectively on tomorrow's evaluation and scan of Josh Allen's elbow. There are rumors and concerns about structural damage in oh. his throwing arm. That could be seismic for this team, for that division, and potentially for the year in the NFL as we expected it to be. Next game, next AFC contender. Mahomes stepping up. He's going to scramble 15. He's at the 10. Cuts back inside the 5. Mahomes rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Mahomes on the run. Will he run for it? He'll go to the pylon and tie the game. Patrick Mahomes raced past the Titans and in doing so probably raced past Josh Allen and everyone else in the MVP conversation. Final score will sound familiar. Chiefs 20, Titans 17. Mahomes finished 43 for 68, 446 yards, one TD, one pick. He also had six carries for 63 yards and a rushing touchdown. He also converted a rushing two-point conversion. Here's mm -hmm. the question. Will the Chiefs' biggest plus, Mahomes, actually be a minus come playoff time? Are they too one-dimensional? Are they too Mahomes-centric? MJ, what's your thought on that? Uh, last night seemed like more a more scattered, sort of discombobulated Chiefs team. I think that connection we've seen with him and Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey was having a rough night, rough night up until the end there. I don't know if they're too Mahomes-centric because when the time came for him to make it happen, no Patrick doubt. Mahomes did what Patrick Mahomes does. Not just on the touchdown, but then on the two-point conversion as well, as you mentioned. So I don't, I don't think that he is the issue. I think there's a disconnect going on I'm not sure what it is. I hope they know what it is so they can remedy it for themselves. I love watching battlers battle. Dehal, you always talk about the dogs that you used to face in the NFL, the wide receivers that were the toughest guys for you, or the guys who just refused to give up on a play that would go up and grab the ball, go up mm. and fight for it. Mm -hmm. Mahomes is that kind of cat. Yeah. As a quarterback, it's a fascinating and wonderful thing to watch. But let's flip to the other side because you had a take on Malik Willis and this Titans offense that I found interesting. The question for the Titans, you liked Malik Willis, you drafted Malik Willis. Tell me there's a better way to use mm. Malik Willis. What is it, D. Hall? I mean, you're absolutely right, Lavy. Tennessee has to find a way to take advantage of having the most feared guy in the backfield, right? right, right. If I got Derrick Henry back there and I know I'm going to face stacked boxes and I know I'm going to have some one-on-one -on -one matchups and I know everybody's going to think it's run all the time. Why aren't we using some of these RPOs? Get some of these linebackers up. Instead of just dropping Malik Willis straight back, linebackers dropping straight back, every window is covered. And so it, it just was a little bit of a head scratcher when you have a, 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 a quarterback like Malik Willis, who is a little bit green when it comes to experiencing all the defenses the NFL has to offer yes. and maybe even understanding that, you know, his offensive scheme. I mean, you make it simple. You make it as simple as you can. You do some of those RP. I mean, I was I played with RG3. We almost created the offense just right. to make every read easy. One read, dude, we're going to 
fake it to Alfred Morris, who was a 1,500 yard back. Not nearly the kind of effect it would if I'm faking it to Derrick Henry. Yes. Suck some guys up. If that lane's there, throw it. If not, hand it off. If not, run it yourself. And I just felt like it was too many times he was just put, he was put in situations that he couldn't win. And I'm all about giving a player confidence and then putting a little bit more on their plate. Give them a little more confidence doing that and then put a little bit more on their plate. Um, so I don't think you need to just sit right now and just give him the same playbook you give Ryan Tannehill. I thought they could have done some things a little bit differently, especially having to lead for so much of the game. I know, I know. Um, Titans offensive coordinator Todd so Downing. Simple. Well, we hope you're listening because uh, D Hall's message is loud and clear. RPO was a play options. The, Give me something. There was a play at the beginning of the second quarter, exactly to your point. And Willis will pull it and keep it on the run. Maybe a little bit more of that here tonight. I was surprised we didn't see more of it. Fake the inside handoff to Derrick Henry. Easy run outside the tackle right. Malik Willis picked up 15 yards. Easy first down. We didn't see it again the rest of the game. Mm. Next game, same score, 2017. Winning team this time, the Minnesota Vikings. The kick is up. to a 2017 lead. Oh, Kirk Cousins returns to Washington for the first time since being chased out of D.C. by pushers <laughs> of data and pushers of doubt. Is this the worst 7-1 team in NFL history, uh, or is that just a bitter Washington fan asking that question? And maybe the follow-up question should be, how little do the Minnesota Vikings care about the snark that inspires questions like that one to begin with? I, I don't think they care. I was at Minnesota's game uh, last week where they played the Cardinals. And, you know, I remember asking some of the coaches, like, you know, I don't know, I don't really know about this Minnesota team. Like, you know, what, what are you guys thinking? They're like, I mean, we're just a team who just, I mean, we just do just enough to win. We just really? do just enough to win. And I'm like, well, you ain't really played nobody yet besides Philly. And Philly beat the doors. Up, and, they, well, we didn't come out and play well that game. So I'm interested to see these next couple weeks because, yeah, we, when you watch – Minnesota and they're sitting right there at seven and one. Is it seven and one or eight? Yeah. Seven, seven, and seven and one. Yeah, they gotta be the most non-intimidating seven and one football team that right? I've ever so seen. So many close games. There's something to be said about winning those close sure. games and knowing you can win them and trusting because so many times in the National Football League, you got so many front runners, right? When yeah. things are going great, I mean they ready to do everything. And then when things kind of, you know, you're behind the eight ball a little bit, you you know, you face a little bit of adversity and guys kind of lay down a little bit. So I love the fight that the Vikings play with, but I just need to see them against better competition and, you know, teams that I think are going to be hanging around come playoff time. Okay, wait for it. Okay, D. Hall, you asked for it. You're going to get it. Let's look at the next four games for the Minnesota Vikings. At the Bills on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. That's our TA game of the week. Yeah. Then they are back home to face the Cowboys. The week after at home against the Patriots. Mm -hmm. And then... Also at home to face the Jets. I think we can agree those are four games that absolutely represent what you're asking for. Let's yeah, see them I against a real see. challenge. If you had to guess right now, MJ, mm. what their record through those four games will be. Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Jets. Do they go 4-0, 3-1, 2-2, 1-3, or 0-4? Mm. I think they could go, I think they could win three of those. You think they Ooh. could win three of them? And only because we just heard that Josh Allen is hurt. <gasps> oh, he's out? Well, he's, he's not, not out. out. Okay, okay. I'm like, he's okay. Hindered. I, didn't, I didn't know he's what that meant. Hindered. Okay. Eight hindered. minutes ago, called. They want to know why you weren't listening. But anyway, move on. 
No, I knew he was hurt, but right? But I'm thinking MJ's no, on the computer, sure. so I'm no, no, thinking exactly. So you know something we don't. Yes, he's no, no, no. injury yes, popped sir. up that we know he's out so a couple weeks. So you think that they could go three and one? What's the loss you're giving them in that game, in that stretch? The Bills. The Bills. Because it's the next one, and we know about Josh Allen's injury. But I think if the Vikings are playing playing this close to the vest, if they are in fact at mm-hmm. this point mm-hmm. only doing enough just to win, what are they holding back? Are they saving that for these more competitive teams, these com- teams that will be late into January, hopefully for them? If that's what they're holding on to, and we haven't even seen it yet, and this is a team that is seven and one, all right then, let me see it. Sign you up I'm going to let them. Sign you up for that? Okay. I want to believe it. Last week we said, it. listen, this is an opportunity. Every week is an opportunity for Minnesota Vikings to shut us up. Mm-hmm. Us being the doubters who continue to, uh, you know, to peddle this narrative that they are probably overrated. And yet they insist on winning. Good for them. Hey. D-Hall, what do you give them through that four-game stretch? A very difficult four-game stretch. You want them to play real competition. Here comes four straight games of real competition. What do they do in those four games? I just, I, I just, from what I've seen from Minnesota, I think those teams are better than them. Okay, so what's I the record going to give them more for those complete, four games? One and three, and the only win coming against the Jets. Against the Jets in the fourth yeah. of those four games. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Kirk Cousins on the plane on the way back. <laughs> MJ, you saw it. You're laughing. <laughs> Explain to uh, to the listeners, not a visual medium here, uh, what you saw, and are you buying it? Okay, so I'm buying the meaning behind it. Obviously, we have an iced out Kirk Cousins shirtless, by the way, because I think he heard us in no disrespect. Because he had the bling on before, but he had just a plain T-shirt tucked into his jeans. Right? We can't do both. Right? <laughs> you can't do both. One you or the other. Pick, one. Yeah. Choose. Yeah. Pick a side here, and he. He decided to go all in. So he's got all of these blinged out chains. I believe the buy-in from his teammates. I'd love to see the just a few seconds before that, guys putting the chains around his neck, you know, really buying into their quarterback. If you're a Vikings fan, that's, that's what you want to see, right? Yeah. The team coming together, especially behind the most important position on the field. I like it. I've been indoctrinated working here at the NFL. I kind of root for everybody. <laughs> I want everybody to stay healthy. Yep. I'm happy for them. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Love I'm this happy for, you. for the kid, right? No doubt. Enjoy your moment. No doubt. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and today I am joined by MJ Acosta Ruiz and D'Angelo Hall. Okay, next game. Want to guess the score? That's right, 2017 <laughs> for the fourth straight time. And the winning team, your Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah, hold on. Gets upfield, gets inside the 20, the ball comes out. Ball comes out, the Falcons have it up the right sideline. And that ball comes out again, and the Chargers fall on it at the 43, the my world? goodness. Should have won. <laughs> Austin Eckler fumbled. Taquan Graham rumbled. Then Taquan Graham fumbled. Shortly thereafter, Dicker, the kicker, did this. Kick is up. It is good. Cameron Dicker for the win. Okay, Chargers, seventh seed in the AFC. Bolts have had a fair amount of bad luck over the past few yeah. seasons, if we're being honest. Now, they created a lot of it, to be sure. But I'm interested to see what this team will do with a little good luck. They took the good luck yesterday and they turned it into a dub. They're in the playoff picture. Will they stay there, MJ? Man, they're supposed to, right? Like, remember the beginning of the season, especially after all of the offseason acquisitions and heading into training camp, how stacked this roster looked. And it is, even without Keenan Allen out there, yeah. even without Mike Williams out there. So I'm, I'm frustrated with this Chargers team because they're not playing up to the level of their talent and their roster. They should be in the conversation come playoffs. They should be in the conversation right now. And yet, a lot of us were teetering and picking this game on, mm, the Falcons could probably eke this out and get a dub. So I, I just don't know. I, I, I want it for them. They should be there. An underperforming team with this much talent who have not played themselves out of the conversation. They are smack dab in the conversation. That feels to me like a dangerous combination. I mean, it's a dangerous combination because you know this team has it in them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you got to show it to us. Right. And we haven't seen that from the Chargers. We haven't seen that complete game. Um, when they were, you know, at their healthiest is kind of when we didn't see them look as good as we've seen in previous weeks. Right. Um, and so for them, yes, it's about getting healthy. Um, it's about Justin Herbert protecting, protecting the football. Um, it's about that defense being able to, to, you know, to make some plays, get turnovers. But, you know, to MJ's point, that, you know, they're sitting right there, right? We, we talked about this division being, you know, man, we might have four playoff teams. We thought. And then we <laughs> see, you know, we see what Denver is and we're like, eh. And we see what, you know, the Raiders are and we're like, eh. And so it's kind of just by default that, you know, that the Chargers are kind of just yeah. hanging around. Yeah. But huge win because they should have lost that game in yes, Atlanta. they should have. Yeah. You know, as yeah. much as we can talk about the good things. Dude, you picked up a fumble, man. D-tackle, hold on to the ball. Because if you hold on to the ball, y'all win that game. Yeah, for sure. It, it, you know, I, I, I hate to see it happen. Almost like the Falcons game against 
Tampa Bay, right, where right. Brady Jerry gets the call. If, if, if that call doesn't go that way, they win that game against Tampa. So, you know, the Falcons are a gritty football team, but the Chargers are definitely a more complete team. And so, you know, if, if you can't cons- consistently go out here and, and dominate opponents, it's going to be tough come, come playoff time to think that you're going to be able to eat through, you know, eat past, you know, with a couple, yeah. couple wins. The Chargers are in a club that nobody wants to be in. The 2020 Chargers, in fact, joined the 2003 Falcons hmm. as the only two teams to lose three games in a single season in which they were ahead 17 points. That club now has a third member, and you know who it is. And the Raiders are going to lose here in Jacksonville. Jags 27, Raiders 20. And like of all the disappointments that have happened this season, this one fits right into that category, my friend. Simple question. It may not be a simple answer. MJ... Are the Raiders done? I'm a little upset because, you know, I asked them, pleaded with them to make me look good this week. They didn't. They Are they not. done, D-Hall? Yeah. Is and, it a wrap for this season? And, and I hate to say they're done because, I mean, we just think about this team last year and all the crap that they had to yes. overcome. All the distractions, your coach, other, your teammates, you know, your fellow brother. Yes. Um, and for Derek Carr to keep that team together, you know, to hear him after the game, to, you know, kind of tell you some things, but not tell you some not, things, right. said a whole lot. Yeah, sure. And, you know, I've, I've had conversations with guys who were in that Denver Broncos building with Josh McDaniels when he was the head coach. And, you know, I haven't talked to guys in that Raiders building, but it just feels so different this time around, right? right. All the off-the-field stuff, they handled beautifully last year. And now it's the problem of the on the field, yeah. right? How do we fix that, right? You go one game, you don't get Devontae the ball, none. Then you go one game, you give it to him every time you can. Then you go one game where it's just... You find him in the first half so and you forget about him. 146 yards and two touchdowns and you lose this game. It's so all over the place, this football team. Even when your best player goes and makes plays, yeah. like, it just... It's like, wild. For everything to work mm-hmm. and then you can't do nothing... Either you're not making the adjustments or the other team's a little better than you as, as far as making adjustments. They both are problems. Is it possible they are actually making adjustments, too many adjustments and the wrong adjustments in game to get away from what's been working in the first half? Doesn't that seem to be what's really happening here? They're making adjustments and the question is why? Because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, <laughs> don't fix it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and today I'm joined by MJ Acosta Ruiz and D'Angelo Hall. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers attempting to make sense of what we just witnessed in week nine in the NFL. Next game is the next win for Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Smith firing, Metcalf keeping the feet inbounds for the touchdown. Okay, it's kind of like saying Happy New Year in April, so I'm calling it off. A moratorium <laughs> on saying, we didn't see it coming. Enough. New narrative alert. It's not surprise. It's sensation. Gino, 275 and two touchdowns. One to Tyler Lockett, one to DK Metcalf. Kenneth Walker ran for over 100 yards. He added a touchdown. Nuosu and Irvin get sacks. I mention those names because here's my question. Is this the most on-script team in the NFL, the guys who are supposed to do what they are supposed to do are doing it every week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even to even to point out a lot of their rookies, right? Tariq Woolen, a, a kid nobody knew. Kobe Bryant. I mean, we knew this team could make some things happen. No one expected this, right? But they're playing the way Pete Carroll wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to run the football. He wanted to play great defense. You still got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett out there, and they are still hell to guard. And it, that's the problem. That's the matchup, right? Because when we got this run game going, what you going to do? You going to stack the box? You going to give me some one-on-ones out here with these dudes? I'll take that all day. Yeah. And Geno's shown that he that I'm, I'm almost mad at the Jets for messing him up because this was a kid who could have been a star. And I tell people all the time, a lot of times, especially at the quarterback position, a lot of times it's the luck of the draw. It's cool. where you end up. What staff's willing to really embrace what you do? Not what we do and we're going to try to put you in this box. No, but what you do. And I'm going to make that work for you. I take a, Think about Lamar Jackson. Had he went anywhere else, I don't know if he becomes the player he is. Yeah. But he's with a guy, Coach Harbaugh, who says, hey, what do you do well? We interrupt this podcast with a special public service announcement for Kyler Murray. Mm. Picking fights with DeAndre Hopkins may not be the best yeah, idea. Yeah, and I'm speaking from experience. Doing? You don't yeah. want to mess with D-Hop. Nope. DeAndre MJ seemed to me to be smiling a smile of content. <laughs> and dare I say quit. Not that he quit on the game. He didn't. Never did. But that he may have quit a little bit on Kyler. We've seen this a couple of times these last few weeks. Murray and Hopkins kind of getting into it. Kingsbury kind of getting into it. But we're week nine. We need to be beyond those things. We should be having these types of conversations on the sideline. Did you see what I saw? 
you're sitting here with two Scorpios, so we know all about the side eye and the yeah. pettiness. I don't know when D-Hop's birthday is, but that, I knew the look the <laughs> second it happened. I was like, oop, not the one. He's like, all right, you going to act out? Cool. I got you. You don't even have to say a word or do anything. Just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to let this crumble before your eyes. Hall, you said the Cardinals are, quote, and I did quote you. I wrote it down in the meeting. <laughs> Married to these fools. Who are you talking about and what do you mean? I mean, the three horsemen, man. The three people who are newly bred it up, mm. right? When you talk about Steve Kime, the GM, Cliff Kingsbury, who got his money, and then they made sure Kyler got his money, too. Yeah, they're married. And so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how this dynamic works. And just, you know, to MJ's point, watching Kyler Murray, and I don't know what was said, but just looking at Kyler Murray's delivery to DeAndre Hopkins, a guy who I think will have a gold jacket, who's done a lot in this league. You compared him to? Larry Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. As as far as just sure hands, first ballot, resume speaks for itself. Like, game recognized game. And at the end of the day, it ain't about how much money you make. Because we all know sometimes that some dudes make more money than they should or some dudes make money because of the position they play. But as far as value for your football team and impact, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is different. And so to me, he's the quarterback from a talent standpoint on that Cardinals team. And and so just to watch, like I said, I don't know what was said, but just to watch that kind of exchange, I thought, wow, Kyler Murray got some Got some big cojones to be running up, you know, to be having that type of yeah. what I perceive to be tone. Yes. Because to me, Kyler still hadn't done anything in his league. Like, but it didn't a land. It became clear in the moments after and for the rest of the game that that little, his little speech to D-Hop did not It was not motivation. No. no, it was not. Did not motivate It was rejected. <laughs> it, was, it was Dikembe mutombo out of the lane. Yeah. Not here. Not in my house. We've criticized Kyler in the past for not caring enough, right? For being apathetic about the game, even about his position and even about his team. But this is such a far overcorrection. That's not how you lead, man. Especially not, we've seen this now with his coach we've seen him now with his top receiver like what are you doing what do you think this represents like this is not going to make people respect you more and it's different if you're blameless Mm. right if you're the one out there and you're balling and everybody else messing it up for you but when you part of the problem yeah man Man. sit your mouth down sit down and watch that ipad man like they didn't put four hours of film in there as a man just 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 because they like that Mm. word the terminology or that or that sentence Obviously, it was something to it. And even watching Kyler play, like, and I have these arguments with my buddies all the time because, you know, they think Kyler's a great player. Oh, my God, da, 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 da. Yeah, Kyler can run around and make plays, but at some point, like, you have to elevate and graduate to actually being able to process a defense and make reads. And, you know, your legs are just extra. That helps you. Hmm. Shouldn't be your only weapon, your only superpower. And so for Kyler to take that next step, I've always thought that he needs to master the offense. And just too many times that... That, that Cliff Kingsbury offense is just hike, just throw it here, hike, throw it there, hike, drop back, and I'm just hitting it back. I just don't see any kind of any kind of chess, chess being played where you're setting things up and you got yep. plays off of things. Translation, get back to work, Kyler, with your mind, not your mouth. Okay, you have 44 seconds on the clock and a 45-year-old under center, 60 yards to go, and the defending Super Bowl champions to overcome what could possibly <laughs> go wrong. Mm. The answer? Mm. Nothing. Tom Brady, <laughs> imperious, impervious, impressive. Final score, Bucks 16, Rams 13. Fake pass to the right side, caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay! Buccaneers take the lead with nine seconds, Kate Otten, fire the cannons! 
55th game-winning drive. Unreal. Most in NFL history. Passes Peyton Manning, tops 100,000 yards while he's doing it. Got the best hug he's gotten in weeks, I should think, (laughs) (laughs) from from Byron Leftwich. Oh, Oh, I don't mean to be mean, but come on. That was, you know, they still can't run, but they can always win when you've got 12 there. And winning the NFC South, which has to be considered well within their grasp, means they would have a home playoff game Mm -hmm. with the league's best ever game-on-the-line guy, Brady described this win as awesome. How would you describe it? <sighs> On brand. How would you describe it? <sighs> Size from both. I mean, it was cool. It, <laughs> it was, was cool, cool because yeah. they came out with that win, but do we feel any differently Mm-mm. about Tampa? Like, to me, no. that, that game was so bad, no matter who won that game. I'm, I would have been looking at the Rams like, man, Sean, you need to figure out what's going Something. on with this team. Yeah. The same way I'm still looking at Tampa and, and, and the Bucks, like, guys. Yeah, we might win the South, but how far do you think right. we're going playing this style of football? Yeah. So it s- still leaves me desiring a whole lot more. Fair enough. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, your uh, fellow secondary uh, union member, said, we got to play off each other. You know what I mean? We should not have had to go out there. The defense should not have had to go back on the field. Mm-hmm. This has happened multiple times this year. Blank. He's, he's frustrated. Rhymes with Sanskrit. Uh, real talk or save it for the locker room? I mean, I think you got to say that for the locker room, but I, but I can respect that real talk because I, I'm pretty sure that I've had a couple quotables just like that. I can remember being in Notable Dallas. Notable quotables from D'Angelo Hall. <laughs> Coach called four all-out blisses in a row and wondering, like, t- eventually Tony's going to figure it out. <laughs> and Tony figured it out, and I'm on the back end of it looking, looking like a fool, MJ. <laughs> For the walk-off, not touchdown, but the walk-off in field goal range. Yes, I'm in the locker room like, I mean, anytime you call the same call five times, they're going to figure it out eventually. Right. And that's what happened. We had a guy not rushing. So I feel Jalen's pain. Yeah. But as a guy who's been down that road, I would have told Jalen, just a different time and place yeah, for that, yeah. right? Because we, we're always taught no matter what happens, we got to go out there and fight. Sudden Regardless. change. Like, yep. stuff happens. Yeah. yeah. And so he's absolutely right. After that stop, he just, under two minutes, well, exactly. we got the ball back, get a first down. He said, Do like, something. what the blank? We just made a big stop, turnover on downs yeah. with a minute and some change left and no timeouts, quote, for nobody. Mm-hmm. Ouch. That's, for nobody. That's, that's Matt Stafford, Cooper that's Cup. Tough. That's Sean McVay. That's that offense. And the defending Super Bowl champion offense, Yikes. nobody. Hello. Okay, gang, let's go rapid fire on the remaining games from Sunday week nine. Okay. Patriots 26, Colts 3. He pumps. He's pressured. He goes down. And there is a record-tying sack for New England. Sack number nine. The game will go down as the game that got Frank Reich fired. Yeah. But let's yeah. be honest, this may have been coming for a long time, considering what we're hearing from inside that Colts front office. We are going to talk about process. Process, maybe an absence of process the way that you would like to see it, uh, D'Angelo Hall. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, Patriots had 203 total yards, only 11 first downs, four sacks allowed, seven punts, and they won in a rout. How dangerous is this Patriots team? I mean, this was a game that was won, like, primarily, I feel like, their, their defensive dominance, right? And that's what Coach Belichick is always going to be known for. But I, I don't think this Patriots team is as dominant as we think they are. I think that was a terrible Colts team. I mm. mean, terrible Colts football team. Um, so translation, not very. But they still at the bottom. Of, the I mean, they're at not the bottom. Of, they still at the bottom of their division. At five and four, five which and would four. be second in two divisions and first in a third in the NFL. Lions fifteen, Packers nine. Rogers steps away. Throws. It's intercepted again. That's right. 
We didn't make this the lead story. This is not a what happened to Aaron Rodgers this wow. week show. Enough of that. I'm tired of that narrative. He did throw three picks uh, all deep in the Lions territory, two in the red zone, one just outside of the red zone. Let's not talk Packers. How about let's just say one quick word on uh, Dan Campbell. I'm so exhausted. I need to go home and have a beer. Good for you, Lions, right? Same, coach. Same. That's how I felt after that game. <laughs> Bengals 42, Panthers 21. Joe Mixon, four rushing TDs, five touchdowns overall. Well done, Joe Mixon. Mixon motoring around the edge. Mixon into the end zone. His fourth rushing touchdown of the day. Hell yeah, well done, Joe Mixon, because we thought the week before, mm. man, Jamar Chase really makes a difference. <laughs> and I guess... You know, Zach Taylor said, you know what? You're right. He does make a difference. Let's run the football. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. They were able to run the football, and Joe Mixon looked amazing. I'll tell you who looked amazing by running the football was a young man by the name of Justin Fields. This is the last game. MJ, you will get the last word. Dolphins 35, Justin Fields 32. Fields jumps up in the pocket. Now he's going to have to keep it himself. He runs. He gets the first down to midfield. And we're at the 40. Fields to the 30, to the 20. Can he beat the angle? He does. He finishes in the end zone. Touchdown. 61 yard. A Sunday stroll for Justin Fields. (laughs) <laughs> Tua was 21 for 30, 300 yards, and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyreek Hill goes over 1,000 yards. He's the first wide receiver this season to Balling. hit that mark. But Justin Fields, if we're being honest, yep. steals the plaudits, stole the show and the spotlight. He was 123 yards and three touchdowns, passing very efficient. 178 yards Come rushing on. and a touchdown, the most since 1966. When I asked for a name, the answer was there isn't any. 1966 wow. is when we started tracking these stats. Oh so Justin Fields wins in a loss, but yep. let's not forget the fact that your Dolphins get another win. Very excited. This is this is. Are you hopeful in a real way? I am in a very real way because we saw what this Dolphins team was made of early on in the season. Then adversity hit, injuries hit. A lot it was of tumultuous. It was tumultuous for quite a few weeks there. So to come back and be able to string mm-hmm. a certain amount of wins together, that bodes well for this team. <laughs> I just hear Justin Fields point. I remember the point on the sideline where he hit another uh, rushing touchdown. And Mike McDaniel goes over and goes, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Right to ju- Which is exactly what I was screaming at the TV as well. That's it amazing. was amazing. <laughs> I actually will give you the last word on this. Miami Dolphins. She can't be objective. Nope. She can't be. Okay. But she can't be. Um, are you hopeful for uh, MJ's Dolphins? Oh, I am. <gasps> oh, for sure. Right? Oh, they got the right sauce cooking down there. Yeah. And it's something about Mike McDaniels. It's something about his energy, man. Just the yeah. way he delivers that message. You know, I think it's something Tua has longed for. The scheme, obviously, I trust the scheme. I trust the brilliance of getting guys open. I mean, they, yeah. they're they ultra-talented, man. And just so much speed. And, you know, I think the Jeff Wilson edition... I think he's going to be a bell cow back for them. I mean, I right loved him gate. in San Fran. I know. First game. Yeah. Loved him in San yeah, Fran. Yeah, catching it out um, of the backfield, making a great play at the they pylon. Play, they play really good defense. So I'm very hopeful for the Dolphins. I think they got, you know, they're going to scare a lot of teams. I want to thank today's special guests, MJ Acosta-Ruiz. She is the host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast, and, of course, the 14-year NFL vet, pro bowler, D'Angelo Hall. Thank you guys for being here. 
NFL Network is in Munich, Germany all this week, ahead of Sunday's game between the Bucks and the Seahawks. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. That's a nine. Uh, we'll preview that contest. Which defense has the edge in that one? And we will start to examine the TA game of the week, the Vikings and the Bills. We touched on it earlier. Uh, Josh Allen injury news will obviously have a great impact on that. We'll see what that news is. Is a humbling coming for the Vikings, or are the Bills about to fold like a card table in the parking lot at Highmark Stadium under the weight of a pickled mafioso? Answers tomorrow. Till then. Ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.